Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I'll be honest with you, I was recording an episode with a guest, uh, and I had a memory come back to me, and it's not necessarily a core memory, but it's one that I kind of uh, realized had a lot of impact on the rest of my life. Um you know, not to get all sullen and, and, and dark and gloomy here, but I realized something. I, I, I always heard the words, everything's going to be okay, as almost a empty words. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, the, the, a routine type of impulse kind of response. You know, everything's going to be okay. Uh, well, okay. Uh, and, and I realized why I had a problem with that for the longest time is, I'm thinking back to a memory that I had when I was, well, 11. My dad died when I was 11 years old. And it was a routine type of thing. And, you know, he, not that his death was, but he had a heart attack all the time. And it was a routine for the heart attack to happen. It was almost like one of those kinds of uh, um, instances where, oh, dad's having another heart attack. And then, you know, he would go on the ambulance ride and all the neighbors would gawk. And then I'd get pissed about that. And then he'd go off in the ambulance, chill in the hospital for a few days and then come home. He had a very stressful job. He didn't handle stress very well. I, I don't either. So that's a whole nother topic. But um, this one was different. This one, something told me that, you know, things weren't going to be the same. Things weren't going to be okay. And I knew that. When my mom packed me up in the car, I was still in my pajamas, took me down to the neighbor's house. Um, there was neighbors that, you know, they were that that family that had older kids uh, and a younger kid was around my age. But they had kids around all my siblings ages because there's a big gap between us. And, you know, we'd have we'd have dinners together every once in a while. But they were married. My fa- my parents were married. You know, it was just it was one of those families that we clicked with. There were a few of those in the neighborhood and they, uh, they hit them up and they were like, yeah, uh, Timmy can spend the night here tonight. No problem. And I remember being there and I remember them telling me everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Get some sleep. Everything's going to be okay. And it wasn't, you know, we found out that my dad was not going to make it through this one. We found out he was, you know, basically brain dead. Uh, he lingered on for a few more days, but it was a case of, of, you know, this, this was not the one that we were, we were thinking it was going to be. It was, um, you know, it was just, it was something that things weren't the same, you know, and I always attributed, you're going to be okay with, you know, everything's going to be okay with, you're going to be okay with, uh, uh, everything's going to go back to normal. So it felt like a lie, you know, for years, it felt like a lie. And I just kind of, I kind of just pushed that down. And so I'd always have problems with that when people tell me, you know, you're going to be okay. And it's not been until just recently that I realized that, yeah, I will be okay when it comes to things. Because in the grand scheme of things, I was okay. 
sure, I went on a different path than what I was expecting. And I went on a different uh, life journey than I was originally expecting. You know, because of his death, we moved to Michigan. I didn't go to the high school that I expected I would go to. And honestly, I probably would have gone into something like engineering or something of that nature had he still been alive. I'm sure he wouldn't have been a big fan of me going into art. <laughs> um, I'm sure he wouldn't have been a big fan of me, you know, doing some of the things I had ended up doing. Um, but I was okay. I'm still okay. Sure, my health isn't the best, but I'm still okay. As a, as a conscious being, I am still okay. And so if you're one of those people who hears you're going to be okay as empty words, you know, unless you are on your deathbed, and even if you are on your deathbed, you're going to be okay because I believe there's something after this. And so oh, I'm getting some kind of amber alert. I'll have to take a look at that here in a second. But, you know, life happens. Life keeps going on. But um, anyway, it's, it's, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I felt like compelled to bring up because it was in my head. And I was like, you know, that would be something that I would like to share with people that are listening. So anyway, um, you're going to be okay. And uh, just keep that in mind. But uh, on a different note, I wanted to introduce my uh, guest here. His name is Neil First. And this guy has made an amazing transition with his life. Um, he was given some really bad news and turned it around 180 degrees. Um, we'll get into that in the episode. I don't want to, I don't want to get into it too much right now, but, uh, he is a personal development coach. Um, and he, he really started with himself. He was his first client, if you will, is, is, is the way it basically turns out. Um, I hope that's not a, uh, a, a, a lost child or something. Hopefully it's just, you know, a storm coming through. Let me see here. It's happening in real time. Yeah, it's a stolen kid. Got it. Why, why do people have to do that? Oh, well. Hopefully they find her. Um, anyway, so back to, you know, I believe in just keeping it natural, keeping it flowing. You know, I the old me would have gone through and hacked this together and gone, well, that was stupid. I'm going to re-record it. But you know what? No. We're living in times right now where we've got to be a lot more forgiving. We've got to be a lot more accepting of things being out of the normal. So I am just going to roll with this. It makes for an interesting organic opening. So anyway, uh, Neil, uh, he is my uh, guest today, and it's a very compelling conversation. Um, and in fact, we talk about the power of meditation, and I have since started meditating. Not to the extent that he has. Uh, he is a professional meditator, if there is such a thing. He has gone to the point where it is almost magical, the level he's able to get to. I can't do that, but I'm working my way up. I, I, I decided I'm going to start doing little small increments every day, and I started at five minutes, and now I'm up to 15 minutes, and my goal is to get you know, probably 20, 30 minutes. Um, he recommends an hour. I'll push for that. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to see how long I can go. And, uh, you know, it's been a journey. So you've heard my other guests. I've been doing the Tai Chi now. I've been on that for 19 days, I think is what I did last night. And uh, I'm going to do the, the meditation. And then my next goal is going to be to start doing, getting back into doing push-ups and sit-ups and get to where I'm doing a certain number of those every day. Um, cause I want to start focusing on me after I was done with this episode here with him, 
I decided I'm going to take two weeks off. And I did. I took two weeks to where all I did was focus on me. I took all my projects and put them on hold. I took all my other focuses and put them on hold. And I was able to kind of reset myself. And it felt great because for years, I'm talking what seems like forever. I was always, there was another project. There was something going on. There was a, there was a, an albatross that was around my neck. I was trying to chase that white whale. See, I did two little, uh, references to, uh, literature there. And I don't even know if I read either one of those books, but I'm aware of them. So anyway, I say anyway, a lot too, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to give, we're going to give permissions. Let's start giving ourselves permissions to have our little quirks and have our little moments and do our little, you know, ticks that we have and let the amber alert keep going on in the background this is what life is we need to start forgiving ourselves we need to start focusing not on ourselves in a selfish way but focus on ourselves to help each other if that makes any sense the better i can make myself the better i can be for everybody else so i'm going to just leave you with that anyway see there's anyway again but here is my conversation with neil first Yeah, I, I, I assure you I don't have any emergencies going on this time. <laughs> so I appreciate you letting me. Okay. <laughs> she got three stitches, by the way. So it looks pretty gnarly. Yeah, no, I saw that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so uh, how you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, and uh, for those listening, um, Neil and I had this scheduled uh, what was it last week? I don't remember what day it was now. Um, Tuesday, I think. And, uh, uh, right when I went to call Neil, my wife was screaming in the kitchen and I'm, and I'm like, what is going on? And so my first time talking to Neil was to tell him, Hey, we've got to reschedule. My wife just cut the crap out of her finger. We got to go to the emergency room. And Neil was like, Okay, so <laughs> very, yeah, very chill. And I'm so glad that you uh, that you that you took it in such stride. So uh, uh, anyway, um, yeah. So I uh, uh, I have read some of the stuff that you have sent me, and it's very good stuff. I didn't get a chance to read the thing today. I, I apologize about that. It's been kind of crazy morning, That's but uh, um, anyway. Uh, uh, so tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. So because I, other than the stuff that you've you've you know, emailed me that I've read. It's really about all I uh, know of you. And, uh, and of course the listeners, you know, I want them to be able to get kind of an idea of your background. Um, and, uh, you know, just to kind of get an idea of where you're coming from. And of course we get to that, you know, the big question of what do you think happens when we die? And, and this way it'll give people kind of an idea of where you're, you know, where you're coming from when it gets to that point. Yeah, sure. Sure. No problem. Um, yeah, I am a uh, well. Here, right now, I am a uh, I'm a personal development coach, okay, um, life coach. Um, you know, however, however you want to talk, uh, uh, think about that. Um, I help people with anxiety and addiction. Nice. And the you know, like right, right now, I think life is kind of showing us you know that uh, the universe is shifting, and there's there's a lot of there's a there's a ton of anxiety right now um you can see it everywhere with the covid thing and everybody being locked down and and it's easy to turn to addictions and oh, yeah. i think that i think that i think that there's a lot more to this i mean just universally um which i'll you know i'll get into that um but 
the how I started with this was I had been an alcoholic for quite a while, and one day in uh, <clears throat> in October I started, I started having seizures. Um, I started having I was having DTs. I went to detox uh, like ten times, and uh, the last time I went to detox was October of 2016. And the doctors told me that I didn't have long to live. Wow. Um, they, yeah, they said, they're like, dude, if you make it two weeks, I'll be surprised. Holy shit. And yeah, so it, I was drinking like 25 little airplane bottles of vodka a day. Oh, my God. If that gives you an idea. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the reason I was drinking the airplane bottles was to hide them from my ex-wife. So, so they know, were literally just, the airplane bottles. Those Absolutely. little sampler. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Like the kind yeah, you see on the so counter. There's, there's uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I'd go in, I'd go in by, uh, by seven or eight at a time, a couple times a day. Damn. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and it, it was, like I said, I mean, it was so I could hide them around the house and I could keep them in my, in my cargo pants pockets and, and drive with them oh. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was, and you know, and and I and I knew that I never wanted to live that life, but I just didn't know know a way out. And the universe provided me with a way out. Started giving me seizures, yeah. um, you know, DTs, and I and my body could not live without it. Um, so when they gave me that prognosis, um, you know, I was kind of scared, kind of mad, kind of you know, what what the fuck, you know, what's going on here? Totally, yeah. Um, you know, I have a, uh, I have a 10 year old son. Um, you know, I didn't want to, my, my parents died in their forties and this was when I was 39, um, yeah. 42, I'll be 43 in a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I, there was, there was a lot of stuff. I just, I was, I was afraid of. And about a year, about 13 months later in November of 2017, um, I was, I was still alive. Uh, but I was like 75 pounds heavier than I am right now. Oh wow. Um, I was, you know, I was, I didn't feel good. Um, I didn't look good and I was about to go take a shower. And as I walked past the shower, past the full length mirror in my hallway, I was in my, my shower suit, which was my birthday suit <laughs> as well. Um, they're, they're both one and the same. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> I like everything that shower suit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but I looked and I, and I, and I, and I, I, I just, I stopped me and I just, I, look, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, dude, what do you, what did you do? You know? And I just, I just like look and I, and I got really, really honest with myself. I mean, I couldn't see my penis and yeah, I was just, I just, I felt bad. I didn't feel like I looked good. I felt just, I felt just horrible. And I'm like, you know what? Here, here I am a year later. I'm still alive. I'm like, what are you going to do? And I just started crying. I just started crying. I got real, real, real honest with myself. And, you know, um, that, that I was crying for hours, which kind of turned into days. Yeah. Um, just like off and on. And it was a fall apart or a breakthrough or an awakening, yeah. whatever, you know, however you want to call it. And um, from there, I just started, I just started making a ton of better decisions. I just started, I started meditating. Um, I started uh, just, I, I, I stopped with, with so much of the input, like, like trying to find answers of how do I be healthy? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I started to, to trust myself and not having so much of the input made it a lot easier. Um, 
long story short, about five months later, uh, four or five months later, I was down 75 pounds. Um, I had no cravings for alcohol. I had, I had a completely new outlook on life. And then in June of 2018, I went to the doctor to see what, you know, what had changed in my body. And I had completely healed all of the damage that I did, uh, to my organs. And, you know, the, the doctor that, uh, that, you know, that did the test and stuff like that, he, he really thought that the story that I told him was bullshit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, cause he was like, cause like you did this without pharmaceuticals and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And then that's when I really, really realized how powerful this human body is. Oh yeah. And that, um, that the pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals is an industry. Healthcare is an industry. It's, it's, it's more for profit than it is for, for my health. And at least in my experience. So I'm like, wow, what, what did I do? I was like, I didn't, I, like, I don't even know. So then I started learning what I did and I started learning just how powerful we are as humans. And I said, holy shit, I can teach this. I could teach this because it's, it's experience and it's, and it's knowledge and it's, and it's not, it's not what, uh, it's, it's not like, it's not bullshit. You know, we, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that, uh, that we get to know, um, we just, we just hear, we hear like the, the COVID thing's a great example. You hear about asymptomatic people and you hear about, you hear about all these ways you can and can't get it. And then, Five days later, you hear a story that's contradicting, and then oh, you hear yeah. a different story that's contradicting, and a different story that's contradicting, and and what's happening is it's it's all mind stuff. It's all mind stuff. Nobody's actually experienced how healthy their body can be. Nobody's nobody's taking the time, and I don't want to say nobody like nobody. No, no, but, but I know what you're saying. The people, general population. That's right. I, right. I, the, the, the majority. I'm that. I am that guy. You you became. I've been that guy for years. In fact, I I started a podcast, and you got me thinking about it maybe as a personal journey. I had a podcast uh, that I was going to do called Never Been Fit because I was never fit. I've never been fit. I've always been the the slightly chubby kid, you know, and and it's – yeah, and and that's for another day. But but the fact of the matter is is that a lot of the the population has never been their truest form that they could be. I know I haven't. I got – you know, maybe the closest I ever was was in high school. You know, of course, I had a bad self-image, right. so it just kind of snowballed from there. You know, I was 180 pounds maybe. I'm 5'7". I was 180 pounds, I remember, for a while. And that's still not healthy, but now I'm 250. You know, so I'm 70 pounds. I'm a whole, you know, 70 pounds on top of the fat kid I was. You know, so it's like I... You know, and I know the power of just diet, you know, and not even, I'm not talking about diet of deprive yourself of things, but eating properly. There's a, a doctor, uh, Dr. Furman, maybe you've heard of him, um, Dr. Furman that we followed his diet and I lost 40 pounds and I knew that it worked. I saw it. I lost 40 pounds in like two and a half months. And then I right back where well, I was. Here- yeah, well, and that's and so and that's and that's what I wanted to do is I wanted to know why why do people keep going back? Yeah, I didn't want to go back to being an alcoholic. Totally. I didn't have another recovery in me. I did not have another recovery in me. I didn't want to go back to being fat, right? So, I I I just I didn't want to do that. So I learned what it what it really really was. And for me, I learned that the fat is all in my head. It's all about it's it's all about the the programming. It's there's there's a there's a childhood victim in there mm. that <laughs> needs that 
that that needs that and to to go back. So so no matter how much weight we lose, let's just say somebody's on Nutrisystem, right? Mm-hmm. If if uh, if somebody loses fifty pounds on Nutrisystem, okay, then and, and that's great. If you're going back to and then and then you all of a sudden maybe you gain seventy five or you gain the fifty back. It's the stress in your life that you don't know how to deal with. I can that agree. brings you back to that space. So what I do is I teach people about the anxiety, right? To love that inner child, that thing that's causing all the anxiety, the thing that that's saying, well, I need to do something to be something. I need to, to do all this. We take all these extra steps to be this person that our parents said we should be or, or our teacher said we should be. And, and we do all these unnecessary things to create this personality and then spin the plates of this personality. And then we forget about self-care because we're so stressed out about spinning these fucking plates, mm-hmm. about being this thing that the other people than, than our souls and our hearts want us to be. That, that the self-care really, really gets, it, it just, it takes, we take that self-care out of, out of what reality is, right? So if, if I'm going to, like, if uh, I started meditating for three hours a day, I know we're, we're texting a little bit, uh, <laughs> yeah. or emailing a little bit about that. Um, I have never done that. I mean, I, I know how, I know how powerful meditation is. I know what it does for stress. I know what it does for our immune system. So when this whole COVID thing started, I'm like, you know what? Screw it, man. I'm just going to start. I'm going to start my day off with three hours of meditation. And the the amount of <laughs> the amount of stuff that I learn about myself, and I call it the bullshit machine. I'm writing a book right now. <laughs> I saw uh, that. I like the, that title. I love it. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And it and it's and it's called the bullshit machine, uh, transcending the delusion of who we are or who we think we are. Um, and. <sighs> In those three hours per day, and on day 68 uh, today, in wow. those three hours per day, I find out, like, what is, is driving me to, to sabotage myself? Like, what is driving me? What is, what, where's the stress in my life? I'm not going to find that. I'm not going to find where the stress in my life is if I'm, on, if I'm watching CNN and all the contradictory bullshit or if I'm watching Fox News or if I'm, if I'm listening to some – it doesn't matter what party you are, but whatever plastic politician that's trying to promise me a life that they can never deliver, <laughs> what, if I, what if I took my power? And I directed it inward and I directed it towards making me the best I could be and not what the best, not the best, what, what society thinks I could be. Right. Cause if, if I have a Lamborghini, there's going to be a, a whole group of people that think I'm awesome. Yes. Right. But what is that? How do, how do I feel about myself? Exactly. Right? If I have a, if I have a, 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 a $10 million mansion, there's gonna be another shitload of people that think I'm cool. If I got, you know, whatever it is. So what do I like? And that's what I find out in the meditations. And that's, I'm connecting to source. I'm connecting yes. to, to the, the, the place we, we always are, um, which is, you know, one of the things that, uh, that really, really intrigued me about your podcast. So, um, you know, very happy to do this, but I, I I'm connecting to it. that. Yeah. And, and yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> I'm connecting to that. I'm connecting to myself and, and I don't have to put my energy towards fear. I understand all of the all of the emotions that we have are chemicals that our body makes. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Our body makes healing chemicals. That's our immune system. And our body makes stress chemicals and our body makes all this, all this stuff, um, that, that heal us. And, you know, it, it, it forms our body. Um, you know, our cells are constantly dying and regenerating and stuff like that. Um, and the way we think and the way we're, we feel has, uh, so much to do with it. But we don't learn that. We right now, people are more focused on when's this vaccine going to happen? Oh, yeah. When's this going to happen? When's that going to happen? Well, my invitation, you know, for for my clients and stuff like that during the, the quarantine is, hey, what if you knew how powerful you were? What if this is your awakening? What if this is part of humanity's awakening? What if these are caterpillars all turning into butterflies right now? It's just caterpillars always are trying to clutch on the caterpillar life. Yeah. Because that's so all they know up until then. Let me, right? So, and that's and that's what uh, that's what people are saying. I'm seeing like more and more articles about you know about oops, we 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 kind of overstated this and we kind of overdid this and we kind of you know um, uh, I was just reading an article today um, and and it's it, I'm not I don't want to I don't want to get into like conspiracy theories or anything. No, like I that. get it. I not get what it. I'm about. But me as me as somebody who who healed a dying liver, a dying kidney, uh, pancreas, stuff like that. I know, I know if, if I'm not putting my energy and focus into fear and that, which is one of those chemicals that, that takes away from your immune system. If I'm putting my energy and focus for three hours a day and then throughout my day into love and gratitude and, and like loving myself and, and, and showing compassion for the rest of the planet and showing, you know, just taking care of myself that my autonomic nervous system is going to turn on. My autonomic nervous system is going to keep me healthy because I'm not in fight or flight. Fight or flight kept me heavy. Right. And, and like with, if somebody called me fat, I'd want to change the person that called me fat instead of changing my fat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody. So, and I'm not in fight or flight. I'm not in, I'm not in victim mode. I'm not in blame mode. I was going to say the victim. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So, and it's, it's, it's changing the stories that we tell ourselves. I, I I grew up in a, in an alcoholic environment. My both, both my parents were alcoholics. Um, My mom used to beat the shit out of me. My Uh. dad wasn't around a whole lot. And, and I walked around, I'd be at the bar, man, telling this story of how my mom beat me. I'm 35 years old. Be like, Oh, my mom beat me. And then somebody buy me a shot. Dude, what is, I mean, it's just, we walk around with these stories all from our past. We carry it around. Like we're fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, here, let me, let me in my bag of bullshit. Let me set set this down in the bar. And I mean, and almost was, like badges of honor. It's, that? it's almost like a badge of honor, you know. It's like okay, you know, <laughs> wow. right? And that, and that, like, like here, my, I, I have, I have family members that, that, that. I mean, all of my friends and family members saw me come back from the dead, mm. and I'm like, hey guys, work on, you know, let's. I, and I'm like, I have YouTube videos. I have a couple hundred YouTube videos. Um, you know, my website. I'm like, here. Focus on you. Focus on keeping yourself healthy. Focus on this. No, screw that. I want to. I want to blame the politician for exactly. doing this up. I want to blame it. You can't blame a politician for a virus. Yeah. You. It's your immune system. Nobody is going to take care of your immune system except for you, right? Nobody's going to make you fit except for you. Nobody's going to make you healthy except for you. 
Well, and, and, and I do think mindset. it is a mindset. I think, I, well, and, and I've done a lot of self-discovery over the last, you know, couple of years, um, taking some courses and things like that. And, you know, change doesn't happen until you get out of your comfort zone. And I think right. being a victim for a lot of people is a form of comfort is a form of because then they can sit there and they can point fingers and they can blame others and it's not my fault and I don't have any control and therefore I can just roll over and die. What if, what if, Tim, I told you that that being a victim, the stress chemicals, those are what you're addicted to. Yeah, our that makes sense. Our addiction to food is, is because we're addicted to the other chemical. Like, I don't want to feel that thing. So let me, let me distract myself with, with food. And, right? I, and but, I do but it. Our bullshit. But I, I do that. I, I stress eat. I am. I have been in an industry that I've hated. I'm an art major. I've said this for years. I'm an art major stuck in the IT world. I hate the IT world. But it's one of those things like the Godfather. It keeps pulling me back in. I I just recently found oh, out <laughs> that my that my uh, 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 my current job might be in jeopardy. It's not 100 percent official yet, but it might be in jeopardy. And I got a phone call from a. Uh, 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 from a, from a guy offering another position and it was another service desk job. And I hate those. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Even though my job is in jeopardy. I'm, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to change my trajectory right now. I've considered doing sales because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a podcaster. I still need a day job. Um, I've considered doing sales just because of, you know, and of course sales is something that I think would help people, not, you know, something that I don't think would help. And, and, and I ha- I've yet to find that thing that I really truly feel could help people because there's always a hidden agenda with anything that you're, you know, that's being what sold. Is- but right. I, I turned the job well, down. Well, I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to settle. You know, I told myself I was never going to do it again. And here I am in one of those kinds of positions again. And I'm like, no more. So there's a little, I, I was proud of right. myself. So- I, I, and, and you should be, and you should be because there's an awakening happening with, within you right now. Okay. Now you said you're an art major. Mm-hmm. What if you were an artist and not an art major? What if you, what if you transcended an art major? Because that's, that's what, that's what, you know, the way we think about ourselves is like, I'm an art major. Well, what if you're an artist and what if your art can be monetized? Yeah. What if your what if your art could be monetized in a way that does help people? What if, what if, you you sat through the the anxiety. You know how you know. Let's just say you're sitting. Uh, I don't want to use watching TV as an example, but let's just say you're sitting outside and you're like, "Oh shit, I need a beer," or "Oh shit, I, I need a I need a cheeseburger" or something like that. What if you sat through that? Is is the way is the way this works? Is like what if you sat through boredom? What if you sat through a hunger, uh, a, a, a bit of hunger? Right? What if you sat through a cigarette craving? What if you sat through an alcohol craving? What if you just sat through and and felt what those sensations felt like? What what uh, what my clients understand is that oh wow that that's just a little bit of anxiety and it's not half as bad as I thought it was going to be, and all I got to do is kind of sit through this for a little bit while the bullshit machine says hey you got to do something uh, this is stupid. Uh, you know, if, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. If you don't do this, this is going to happen. The bullshit machine constantly making up stuff for us to not take care of ourselves, trying to protect us from, from not being lazy or not being that not, or not being, you know, unproductive or whatever it is. But what if you just sat through those things, 
those anxieties, what do you think that stress is doing to your body right now? The stress of, oh, I might lose my job, and I, but, but I really love this art major. I really love this, you know, being an artist. The not doing the thing that you love is putting more stress on your body than having the money from that, that insecure job. Because you're not the creator of that job. Yeah. What if you were the creator of 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 everything? That's because that's what the universe that's what the universe is showing us right now. Well, and, so you and drop you would drop. Go ahead. I, no, I, I I completely agree. I, and honestly, I I want to try and monetize. To just to be honest, I want to try and monetize a podcast so I can continue doing the podcast. You know, because this is something right. I'm truly passionate about. And right now it's, okay. it's been a hobby, but you know, here I am spilling my guts to the listeners in the regard, but that is one of my dreams. I mean, I, 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 I shifted from, from being more of a visual artist. I mean, I still like to draw and doodle and, and, you know, and do photos and things like that. I was more photography specific, um, but I wanted to do film. That was my real thing. And I have done film, but it's more Sweet. still in kind of an, a hobby type of app. You know, we've got movies up on Amazon. I've worked on things that, you know, I've, I've done short films myself, you know, but I, 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 I truly enjoy doing the podcast thing. And it's like, if I could get it to where that right there could become, you know, it's just that question of how that's what I struggle with. I don't know how I've got ideas, so, but it's you ego know. says how Yeah, ego says how, because somebody told you one fucking day that there was a way to do it. So the bullshit machine says, well, how do I do this? How do I do this? There, there is no how. You, you're, you already know how to do it. It's that there's so many solutions. We Google how. Uh, we learn. We learn in college. We learn in high school. We learn all this stuff that that people told us. But you need to know how. You're, you're far more powerful than how. And I know this might not. This might. This might be a little hard to, to wrap your mind around. And it's, it's supposed to be that way because the mind can't wrap itself around anything else, anything that it didn't create. But your, what you just, what you told me is I'm spilling my guts to, to my listeners. Dude, that's authentic. That's what, that's what the world needs. The world needs Tim's authenticity, right? In your podcasting, in your filmmaking, in your arts. That's what the world needs. The world doesn't need another fucking service desk clerk. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, I, my my invitation to you, we'll, we'll talk. We could talk after this. Okay, that's 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 easy. But my invitation to you is: try. Do you meditate at all? You know, I the closest I got to meditation was I did a. Um, uh, I took a course and I was doing a. He, he called. Me. I took a course. Right <laughs> there, you go. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I have learned some life changing stuff. That's where I got the uh, you know get out of the comfort zone, and that's that's what finally made me just go right. fuck it. I'm going to do the podcast because I fell off the horse. Uh, 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 not, you know, not to be more in terms of like alcoholism kind of thing, but I fell off the horse of doing my, my podcast and wallowed in, you know, self, whatever pity and all that kind of shit. And, uh, but basically it was a lot of circumstantial things also that had me stay away from it. And then quite frankly, I got tired or not tired, but scared of, of reaching out to people. It's like I had done a bunch right. of episodes and then I got frightened of doing it. What the fuck? What was my problem? And then finally one day I was like, yeah. I got up and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to reach out to people. And and now I've got, you know, I've, you're like my seventh or eighth or so of, of like 20 some episodes. I'm going to do more episodes in these next three weeks than I did in the whole last run of my podcast. I only got to episode like 18 or something, you know? And right. so I'm, right. I, it, it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting, you know, beyond that, 
Um, uh, God, I lost my train of thought. I'm, I'm so geeked, though. This is something I'm genuinely passionate about. And yeah, the authenticity, that is what we need. Oh, and, and with taking that course, it was a case of, you know, uh, 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 in, with meditation, I did a brag, a brag book, you know, kind of talking myself up and a gratitude journal. That's the closest I've ever gotten to meditation ever. I don't okay. know how really to meditate. I've got a, uh, one of my previous guests has a seven week thing on more Tai Chi related type stuff, which I want to sign up with that because it sounds like it would be at least an, and he says it's an introduction to doing some kind of meditation. He's like, and, and, and so I know that there is value in it. I, I've got friends that meditate and they're like, yeah, my first thing I do is I get up, I meditate for about 15 minutes. And it's like, I want that. I really want that. I want to get that. So Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, this is a very passionate to- the topic for me. I could I could tell, dude. I could hear it in your voice. I don't. <laughs> I mean, you you you're excited, and and that's cool. That that's the level that 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 we can be at when when we want to be at. I mean, here, think about that. Think about this. Nothing's happening, and you're excited as shit right now. Yes, you know what I'm saying. You're excited. <laughs> you're excited to. Oh my god, I want to learn how to sit still and shut up. <laughs> Right? I want to learn how to sit down and shut the fuck up. All right, yeah. So here, right? sign me up. Yeah, but you're right. Look, and, and here, and, and, and I'm not, and I'm not busting anybody's balls for a course because I offer courses. Yeah. But what, what, what I, what I teach people is, I just all I do is I teach people to to find their power. All I'm doing is, and it's not even teaching; it's guiding. Yeah. It's guiding. Um, it's guiding people to realize that your power is always within. Your power is always inside of you. See, we think, and and believe me, I, I went through this. Um, and I there's there's a lot of great meditation teachers. Don't get me wrong. There's there. I mean, I would recommend a, a, a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But the the best way that I found to meditate is just sit there and be a dude breathing. Right. Let all the all the stuff that says, well, hey, you got to you got to go send this email. Okay, cool. Great. Beautiful. And you don't have to remember anything. You know, you don't have to like consciously so much focus on your breath. I mean, give that that those things that are telling you stuff like the the things saying that this is stupid or I got to be somewhere else or I'm not good enough to, to do the podcast or or whatever it is. That's an inner child that learned that. And all he's doing is just talking to you. So instead of trying to fix it in meditation, instead of trying to, to make it different, instead of trying to not feel that thing, well, hey, I'm afraid to do the podcast. You know what? And, and I understand that. And I'm here with you. And that's the feeling in meditation. You let the thing talk, but it's not your identity. It's basically just sit and feel your body is the is the, the best way for me that I found to meditate. I mean, you could do the energy centers, chakras, you know, however you want to do that, but mm-hmm. Just being, just sitting, feeling, letting the thoughts just happen, right? Because think about this. If, if you stick your thumb out, right, and you're like, I'm going to poke myself in the eye with, a, with my thumb, <laughs> that's, a, that's a thought. Tim, does that, does that thought need to happen? No. No, you're right. So why do we think all of our fucking thoughts are true? <laughs> that's why it's the bullshit machine. That makes our sense. Our thoughts aren't true. You're, the the reason we think is to bring us out of the present moment, right? So you have a thought. It's like, well, I don't want, I don't want to be. Uh, something else has to be, has to be better than this. It has to be better than this moment. So we have a thought, and then a recurring thought we we start to identify with, right? And then and then now it's a belief. Yeah. 
And it's a belief that we just made up. Now, we learned our beliefs from, you know, the way you were taught religion, the way we were taught school, the way we were taught to behave, the way we were taught a reward system, the rate, it's all of it. We got in trouble for certain things. We got rewarded for certain things. We rebelled against some things. We really resonated with some things. And it's all a mishmash of conflict and garbage. Yeah. And I help people uncover the, the, the giant, infinite, powerful, beautiful beings they are underneath all the bullshit machine garbage <laughs> you know you, you, you gotta do a sit through it yeah i know that well and you you might have hit on something there from speaking from the inner child that whole you know taught how to um you know the things were taught in school the things were taught in religion etc cetera, etc cetera. and one of the things that i was always in trouble for always in school was talking constantly I was always sitting. Great. I went to a, uh, uh, I went to a Catholic school my whole life. You know, grade one through twelve kind of thing. Um, and, oh, uh, Catholic, nice. Yeah, <laughs> we had the nuns with the rulers and the whole nine yards. Um, but uh, um, I was always. We had cloak rooms, is what they were called, and there were so there'd be two schools adjoined by like a, a long closet where you know this room had their coats hanging on these hooks, and then this room had their coats hanging on these hooks, and everybody's lunches were on the ground underneath, and then there was a shelf or whatever, and the bad kids would have to sit in a chair in the cloakroom and basically bid by themselves. The bad kids. I love this. I love this dialogue. Go ahead. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I didn't get in trouble for, you know, beating kids up or get in trouble for, you know, doing anything uh, 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 like, you know, vandalism or anything like that. I got in trouble for talking. That was what I always got in trouble for. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is, I love to talk. You can tell that by, you know, the fact that I've got a podcast and, you know, there have been so many right. times where, you know, the clock has run out because I won't shut my mouth up. You know, it happens at work. It happens. In, and so I, I wonder if, you know, part of me is like, okay, is doing a podcast some form of rebellion? Is doing a podcast finding my true person? Well, you know, it's, 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 it's just, uh, well, it's interesting. Here's what happens is that now that you get in trouble for talking, now you feel ashamed because I talk too much. There is, yeah. And I talk too much. I talk too much. I talk too much. And then that's why you stop your podcast. You're like, oh, I fucking talk too much. Nobody wants to hear me talk because you learned in school that nobody wants to hear you talk because some fucking nun with a ruler <laughs> said that you're a bad kid for talking. Yeah. Now that's that's part of now think of yourself as it's, it's, we we download, right? Between the ages of zero and seven. It's been from zero to two, we're in a delta brainwave state, which mm-hmm. is like fucking, it's, a, it's our download period. Then from like three to seven, it, it, it goes to theta, where it's still very, very down, like it's, it's a hypnosis type state, um, where, where we're, we're downloading, but now we can mimic our environment. Yeah. So you're learning, when you hear you're a bad kid, nobody wants to hear you talk, that's a program. That's all it is. And what I teach people is to, is to, is to get through the program. We're just rewiring some stuff. It's not a big deal. You're not a bad kid. You're not a bad kid. I cry, like I cry a couple times a week because it's just crying something out. Yeah. It's, it's just something. It's just when I talk about the inner child, that, that little dude's real. The, the, um, I, I'm about to start a chapter in, in about meditation in, uh, in my book. Um, uh, how did I name it? It's, it's some of my chapter titles don't really sound like clickbait or fantastic, <laughs> but it's meditation and being the daycare provider for your inner children. I like that. Right? So when, when, yeah. So when, when, when we, when you say you talk too much, you're, you're like, you're like, Oh fuck, I talk too much. And then we get mad at ourselves. 
that's the nun getting mad at you. Yeah. That's that program. That's that protector. Well, here, if you talk, if you talk enough, you're going to get in trouble. So then you get mad at yourself. Well, that's an inner child saying, well, I, I'm just, all I wanted to do was talk. So you know what? Little five-year-old Tim, I love you, man. <laughs> talk all you want. I love you. And it's just, and it really is. It's loving that you're being, you're literally being the parent for your inner child or inner children. That's so you awesome. have the victim, you have the, you had the protector, you know, you have the rebellion, uh, rebellion guy. I mean, you have all these, all these little inner children. It's just like when I sit in three hours of meditation, I'm just letting them talk, letting them be like, yeah, man, well, we're going to fuck things up. Cool. Let's fuck things up. I'm going to, I'm going to screw this up. You better screw it up because if you ain't screwing it up, you ain't doing it right. You ain't man. doing something. Yeah. Let's fucking fail. Yes. Yes. Failing is the only way to really learn as far as I'm aware. I, I was so, well, and and it it all comes back to that whole perfection is the enemy of good. You know, perfection is the enemy of getting shit done is because already perfect. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it's, you're already perfect. It's, it's, I, I, I coined a phrase and I don't know if I actually coined it, but I called, I refer to people now as different shapes or different makes and models. You know, because is 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 one car intrinsically different than another car? I mean, yeah, someone could, to get back to the Ferrari thing would be like, well, you know, the Italian craftsmanship and blah, blah, whatever. Who cares? Who gives a shit? It's stuff. But when it comes down to the core right. value of what a car does, a car is a car. You go get groceries with it. A to B. You, you know, exactly. A to B. So when it comes down to the, you know, and, and, and there's that, there's an analogy of what's more valuable, a, a, a 1983 uh, 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 you know, or a, a, a 2020 Corvette that's stalled on the side of the road or a 1983 Chevy Chevette, you know, that's driving right by it right. at that point. It's, you know, so when it comes down to that, it's like a car is a car. People are people, you know, and everybody, everybody has to be validated through their stuff and their shit and their, all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, everybody is perfect. Why? Because we are alive. Well, and 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 here and and there's a thing that that you and that you just said. You, I mean that uh, about validation is that we learn to not validate our own feelings. Yeah. And then and then we look for people. We look for spouses. We look for friends to validate ourselves. When I was when I was dragging around that story of I'm abused. I'm an abused kid of alcoholic parents. The dad wasn't around. I wanted other people to validate my fucking feelings. Yeah, because I was afraid to do it. And the reason I know I was afraid to do it is because every time I wanted to, I would go smoke a cigarette. I would go have a drink or I would go go to fucking McDonald's or I would go to whatever. Right. I would do something to distract myself from validating my own feelings. So the the other thing that my clients learn is validate. It's validating our own feelings. That's that's what that that is in the uh, in meditation is. Is, is validating that inner child, honoring what it has to say, right? If it's pissed off, let it be pissed off. Yes. We, we get mad at ourselves for feeling our feelings, and we're taught that by our parents, but our parents didn't know any better. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of forgiving going on. So at some point, if you get a chance today, hopefully, I, I, I really hope that you do this, um, but if you get a chance to sit down and try and meditate for an hour, I say try because some people just like, oh, I can only last 15 minutes. If you could just sit there in silence, eyes open, eyes closed, and just let yourself feel 
the feelings that you feel and just be okay with like if i if i if i need to get up be okay with the with the inner child that needs to get up but sit there like i i i feel that i got you right and validate it right or i need to go send that email or i need to to go uh uh, blast some politician on Facebook. Great. You know what? I, I love that. Thanks for that. And just sit through it. Sit through it. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself in those 60 minutes. You're going to learn to just validate our own stuff. Then when when it comes time to being in, in our actual environment, we're not looking to everybody else to validate our own fucking victimhood. Yeah. Could you imagine that planet? Could you imagine that planet, Tim? That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to create. Yeah. No. That's... I don't need. A, I'm not teaching people to be Neil first. Nobody needs to be a Neil first except Neil first. Yeah. I want people to validate their own shit. So just. I don't. I need to see the manager. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. When right? people don't get their yet, way, I, I've said for years, adults are just big kids. Because there are so like many that, kids. That's exactly what it is. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's unseen inner children. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay because it's the best we knew. It's the best we knew until we know better. So always, always, always forgive yourself for any fucking mistake you made in the past. Doc Brown ain't real. We ain't going back in time. Okay? Always, always, always forgive yourself. Even if you thought you knew better, you did the thing you did because because it was the highest that you knew. And it was somebody else who usually got pissed off, not you. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even your own thing. So forgive yourself. Forgive that person for getting pissed off because carrying – because here, that, that goes in that big fat bag that you're carrying around. Not you personally, but – that, that all of us are carrying around. <laughs> yeah. All of that, that, that not forgiving people, the that, baggage. that, that grudge, that resentment, it goes in that bag. And then, and then we look at other people through that lens. Like, oh, they remind me of this person. So I'm going to treat them with that same type of resentment. They remind me of this person. So I'm going to treat that person with that same type of guilt or that same type of shame or whatever it is. You get that? Yeah. And I've been yeah. guilty of that. I, I mean, there have been, there, what's crazy. You're not guilty. Well, yeah, you're right. You did the best you did. <laughs> I did the always. best I did. You always, right. It's, you've always done the best you've ever done. Or the best you could do. Yeah. That's that's true. That's that's some deep release right there. It's permission. It's permission, always, yeah. And, and I learned this. I learned here. I, I would never give myself permission to feel feelings, man. And I and uh, taking courses and, and, and doing classes and stuff like that. It's like learning learning how to give yourself permission to do things, right? You were you were a great artist before you ever were an art major. You just gave yourself permission to to to, to use it for something, and yeah. now now that the whatever degree you have is is that permission. So give yourself permission in your inside of yourself. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine people giving themselves permission to feel their feelings? And, and, and just to, to allow themselves to cry something out and then just, wow. And then not, and then give themselves permission to not have to see the manager, give themselves permission to not have to dump our shit on our environment, give a, give ourselves permission to not have to be what everybody else wants us to be and give our, give ourselves permission to be ourselves. Yeah. I want to make, you know, John Lennon's song, imagine, imagine I want to make yeah. imagine happen. 
Yeah. I want to make Imagine happen. I want that. I want that. And, and that's, and that's, that's a responsibility that, that we each hold in ourselves. That's an accountability that this planet hasn't, hasn't seen yet. But there's, again, there, you see, you see the shift. You see all of these, these structures, these egoic structures falling down. You see it happening before your very eyes. I want to make Imagine happen. That's, well, and, and, and to get back to the COVID thing, I, I, do, I do feel that this is, a, is an awakening of some form for the whole world. My fear is mm-hmm. that it's either going to change for the good or it's going to change for the worse. You know, and well, it's a um, fine line there. So, and, 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 and I'm glad, I'm glad that you said that. So now who's in control of how it changes? Oh, who course. do you have to change? Who do you have to change for it to change for the good? Uh, me. Just you. Just me. Yeah. Right. And, and guess what? And guess what? Since your voice is so, is so boisterous and, and you, and you can reach so many people, the more you change yourself. How many people do you think are going to come say, hey, Tim, look, I love what you did, man. How did you do that? Now you're a teacher. Now, and this is, this is what's happening with me. They're like, wow, Neil, how'd you do that? This is, this is great. And, and that's, that's what you are. You change you first and people follow. It's like, it's like I, okay, so great. I was a caterpillar for 40 years. <laughs> awesome. And now, and now I get into this cocoon. And then, and then I'm a butterfly, but I don't know I can fly. And then, wow, all of a sudden I learned, I, I learned that I can fly. And, people, and these caterpillars are like, hey, how do I get to be how do that? I, how do I well, do you're that? All, yeah. Right, but you're already that. You just don't know it. Well, and I'm here to show you that you're already that. Yeah. It's the cocoon part. The, well, yes, it's, it's it the comes, cocoon part that's like. It's, it's, it, 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 it comes back to that whole concept of, and I, fo- I saw this. I had it in a note and I saw it the other day and I'm glad that you're bringing up the whole caterpillar and cocoon and that whole, you're a butterfly. You just don't know you can fly. It's that whole way that they train elephants. They train elephants by staking them to a, uh, with a rope when they're babies. And so they grow up not knowing that they can't go. It's you could tie a horse to a pole by wrapping a rope around it. That horse could pull that fence out of the ground. Right. They just folding chair. Yes, they just don't know that they can, and that's that. Yeah, yeah that, that you, we're butterflies, we're elephants, we're horses, we're all of that. We just don't know that we have that ability, and that I'm glad that you said that because it reminds yeah, me of sure. that other I, thing. Because that's you're totally right. We don't know what we can't do because we haven't tried, and we don't know what we can right. do because we haven't tried. Well, and and part of that is because we give our power away to fucking to voting. We give our power yeah. away to to advice from other people. You know, here I wear an I vote. I I, I or I see people wear like as I voted sticker. Okay, but but you didn't do anything to to improve your 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 way of life. Yeah, you did nothing. Well, they've this, got this, a, this, a a person a figurehead that's that claims they're going to make all these changes when anybody knows they're, they're promising not, you a life they can never deliver. That's exactly it. I don't, I don't, yeah. I follow it more now because of COVID, because this whole thing, it's, it's fucking ridiculous that COVID has become a political topic. You know, that's what's bringing, I, I'm more into politics now than I ever have been only because it's like one side is claiming this. The other side is claiming that it's, it's interesting that the one side claims the other one are Nazis and fascists and sheeple. And the other side claims the exact same thing. 
for different reasons. And it's like, good God, people, wake the fuck up. All right, so we have to wake we have to wake ourselves up first. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're and, right. And that's the only way that's the only way that, that anything's going to change. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna put it here. Look at the presidential candidates right now, man. <laughs> I mean they're I mean they're like they're they're in their seventies. Yeah. Right? I mean, but here here, if you're in your seventies, you have no skin in the game. You got what, 10, 20 years? 20 years. Like, you have no skin in the game. You don't know what's gonna like you just there's and they're career politicians, not career people. You got it. I would and love just, to see. And it's, I I would love I would love to see where they just bit, did like a a an average person, an average Joe, and go. Okay, prove to us why you should be a candidate, and we will give every candidate the same amount of money, and you all get to run and convince people to vote for you. But you know, yeah. and and let people who have money be on there because and, you need that perspective. But have people who don't have money be in the Senate, right. be you know, because anybody I've known people who had no money. And then when they got some money, they lost touch with that not having money aspect. And it's easy to right. just go, well, you know, get a job, you know, go get an education, do that. It's like, no, there are people that that's not an option. Or if it's an option, well, and it's, it's it's you know, it's it's very hard to attain that with with certain circumstances. And and remember that like it's, it's money comes from from you. Yeah, money doesn't come from the outside world. Money comes from money comes from what you create. That's true. And we we, we haven't we haven't taught that. We grew up, uh, you know. I'm, I'm forty. I'll be forty three in, in a like I said a couple weeks. Um, well, well, happy birthday! Eighties and nineties, Wall Street. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> but like the eighties and nineties and that achiever mentality that, oh, that yeah. hey, don't feel bad. You gotta you could you could do this. The Gordon Gecko mentality. <laughs> What <laughs> right, here? I was in the car business. I was, a, you know, a new car manager, used car manager, and stuff like that. Wing, I lived that life. I know it. I'm not. It's, I'm not shitting on it, but that was the best I knew until I knew better. Yeah. Right, and that's and that's what that's falling apart. I, I even think there's there's so much of politics that's falling apart. Like you're 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 looking at these these candidates, and you know they're. And I'm, I'm not wishing anything, but I mean, they're, they're in a, they speak in, in a way where it's like, it's like Alzheimer's. And I, like, I've heard, uh, I heard, I heard uh, Biden say Trump wasn't having intercourse with the nation or something. And I'm what? like, oh my God, okay. Yeah, he's I'm turning it. Yeah, it was something crazy. Just Google it. <laughs> but it was hilarious. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go back to keeping, uh, you know, keeping me healthy. And, yeah, and, I stay know, out of it. I, that world. Oh God, that's the intercourse with the nation. So, that is fucked. <laughs> Pun intended. So, so let me. <laughs> so real, real quick, like, uh, what? Where would my power be better off served? Right? Would it be? Would it be trying to change politicians, and would or would it be, you know, and try and change people's minds, or would it be to to um, those people that are that are maybe in the cocoon or maybe you know like they're they're butterflies they just don't know they can fly would it would it be better served in, in helping those people right and 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 creating the best me so so other people learn how to create the best them yeah right so so I my power all, all of our power is is within us right and we don't have to give it away. And, and, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not a real political guy, but it's just funny to me because humanity gives a lot of its power away 
and it's to it's to some you know it's to, to old structures, old things that oh, are yeah. that you can see are falling apart right now. You could see you know money chasing money. And money's important, but oh, yeah. it's not who you are. No, no, um, and and, and you know, how much you have is not a representation of how valuable you are as a person. Right. You know, society exactly. likes to make you think that. You know, the more that's money you falling, have, right? That's falling apart. That too. is falling apart. Yeah. And it's well. Because I mean, let's it, be honest. The old the old American dream was you know the the white picket fence with the little two two bedroom house with two point five kids and blah 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 blah. That nobody wants that anymore. Nobody <laughs> wants it. I don't want that shit. Hell, I prefer living in an apartment now. I've got an eight hundred dollar car. I don't want all that shit. I don't need all that <laughs> shit. You know, because all that shit brings is worry. All that it's Gordon. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Jesus, I should know this. Uh, Fight Club. The character Tyler Durden said it best. The stuff you own yeah. starts to own you or however he worded it. And it's so true. Right. When you're worried about your oh. car, you're, you're not really living. You're not enjoying that car. You're worried about your fucking car getting scratched in a parking lot. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> and, and, and here, and I get that. Now, now there's, there's, there's something to be said because we are, we are here to live an abundant life. Absolutely. I I believe that. I know that. Okay. And and again, I was in the car business for, for 20 plus years. Okay. But we are here to live an abundant life, but it's, it's the attitude towards our stuff. Like, like if you, if you, if you have a $50,000 car, that's great. That's the, you, I heard a, a Toyota Camry could cost fifty grand at this point. Totally. If you have a fifty thousand dollar car, then you're just what your our job is to realize that I am the same meal first with or without that car. Totally. I am the same meal first with or without that 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 million dollar house. Yes. I am the same meal first without with or without all that stuff. It's it's you can you can either avoid the stuff. Or you can understand that you are the you you are the source of it. You are the same with or without it. It's great. Here, look like like a guy like Tony Robbins. He's the same fucking Tony Robbins with or without his five hundred million dollars, whatever he's got. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Oh, and he's and, the same person with or without that. Totally. And there, so, yeah, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Not it's at just, all. It's the importance that we're putting on 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 our life on our, our I'm sorry, not our life on our. <laughs> On our stuff, on on what society you know uh, society thinks and society uh, wants you to be and stuff like that. And it's it's just we're we're breaking the cycle of our programs. And again, just you see the the old structures of how important all this stuff is that they had the latest and greatest. Keep up with the Joneses. Keep up with the Joneses. Um, that you know, that, and and there's no, like you said, there's nothing wrong. And I and I and I firmly agree. There's nothing wrong with owning stuff. There's nothing wrong with having money. It's a matter of how you attain it, you know, if you're doing money for money's sake, but if you happen to Tony Robbins and make money because you're helping people or other life coaches who make money because they're genuinely helping people, that right there is an honorable thing. That right there, you know, it's it's the people who go out and will cheat the system or, you know, they'll 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 live in a, you know, a, a shoebox, but they're driving around in a fucking, you know, BMW you know, just so they can save face and have that front that I'm successful. It's like, well, A, are you happy? And B, are you really successful right. or are you just faking it? You know, and and some people do it so they can get that the girl who wants that. And it's like, well, do you really want that kind of girl who's only interested in you because you're driving the BMW? Or would you rather have the girl who's interested in you for you? 
you know? Right. Looking good is only going to take you so far. Bingo. You know? And so it's like, yeah, that, and that's more what I'm talking about. You know, I'm, I honestly, if I, if I made money, I would probably have stuff. I wouldn't go crazy and buy six yachts. You know, I wouldn't go crazy and do all that. I, I was talking with my wife about this the other day. If I was, if I genuinely had the kind of money where I could do some, some true philanthro- uh, philanthropic type of stuff, I'd give half my money away because there's a, so there comes a certain threshold where it's like, once you have a house, once you have a vehicle, once you have, you know, your kid's college and everything kind of, you know, why do you need that second, third, fourth, fifth mansion? You know, well, there's summer homes. Right. It's, it's come on, you know, it's like that, but there's, there are people where it becomes a competition, you know, and that's, that right there is how, again, they validate themselves. The more money I've got, the more stuff I have, the more valuable as a person I am. And, and, that, and that's, that is a cycle that yes, is being broken. Hell, I'm hearing a lot of millennials don't even own cars anymore. You know, right, and yeah. so it's like, yeah, so it's happening. You see, life changing. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's uh, God, this is a topic I could talk about for hours, <laughs> but it's it's one of those yeah, things. That, I got it. Yeah, totally, totally. That's and well, we're definitely gonna have to keep in contact uh, after this because uh, I'd love to learn more. Well, you know, uh, uh, and I wrote something down. I, I've been scribbling notes throughout the whole podcast, which uh, uh, it's it's it's. That thing that you said where you just said, just sit there and be a dude breathing. That's yeah. pretty heavy. I gotta, that, and, and, it's, and it's very light. Yeah, <laughs> it's very right. I could do that. I could just sit there and, you know, and, and you know, if, if the thing wants to go and get, just sit through it, just wait through it, just see what happens. So I'm going to challenge myself yeah. and I'm going to challenge next time I have a free hour because these next couple of weeks are going to be nuts because I got all these, I, I've got another podcast here after us, you know, so, which is a good thing. It's a good problem to have. I'm a very grad, you know, grateful about that. Um, but tonight I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to sit there for an hour. I'm going to, I'm going to at least attempt to sit there for an hour and, uh, uh, and just see what thoughts come and just let them pass over because that's something that I have learned through those courses. It was, is don't you're, you know, kind of coinciding with what you're saying. One of the things they talked about is let the feelings come and pass through you and, you know, don't bottle them up, express them. And that is one thing I'm good about is I'm good at, you know, I, I have a tendency where I'm, I can vent and then it's gone, you know? Um, Sometimes I vent a little long and sometimes I vent over things that are nonsensical. The, The biggest, my biggest triggers are, are probably unnecessary, um, just ridiculous things, you know, a, a, a waste of time and things like that, that, that I vent about and, 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 and miscommunication and, and just, that's, that's one of a big, a big a point that gets me worked up, like in my employment, you know? Um, but then it's like, once I right. vent about it, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'd like to be able to get to the point where maybe doing this, I can sit there and, and learn to just let it happen. And, you know, but yeah. sometimes I've got to actually reach out and go, okay, what the fuck do you mean? Because it's impacting my job because I can't do my job because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know? So yeah. that's where the there's, big frustration there, happens. And, and, and there, and there will be a time where, where you'll, you like, cause I, I'm, I'm big with triggers. Like I'm, I, I, I teach about triggers and you know, like, like driving is a perfect example. Oh yeah. We're triggered, you know, by, by right. And, and so now, I, I, I turned off the radio in the car and I said, well, what if, what if all that stuff didn't trigger me? What if it just didn't? Because that anger comes from me mm-hmm. or that, that frustration or that aggression, it comes from me. 
this thing just happened outside of me, but I have to honor that, that, that anger and that aggression. And I have to act it out in order for it to be something. So what if, what if that thing didn't bother me? What if, what if that thing didn't make me so aggravated? What if, what if like aggravated wasn't really in my vocabulary as much as it, as it always is. And you start to realize you start to realize that the bullshit machine is just looking for shit for you to be pissed off at, at for, for you to be pissed off at. So it can make the same chemicals for you to feel like you, right? I'm Neil and I need to always be pissed off at this. I'm Tim and I always need to be pissed off at this. And this is my opinion. And this, but what if I didn't have that opinion about that thing that really doesn't affect me in any way, right? And then we start to learn about the things that don't affect us in any way and then realizing and then realize, and this is, this is like a core internal thing. It's not something that the mind can wrap itself around, but we start to realize that the thing that we think is impacting us is not really impacting us. We just think it is because the bullshit machine says so. And we're so used, we're so used to, to, to identifying with our thoughts like they're real. That we're like, oh, yeah, that, that thing, you're, you're pissing me off. That's, well, no, that's not the thing. That's not the thing pissing you off. It's just inside of you. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I was thinking. It goes deep. Yeah, it definitely does. It's, it's well, and, and it comes back to, you know, the driving, for example. One thing that irritates the shit out of me is the people who the light turns green. And it's a half second and they're laying on their horn and it's like, calm down. And then it's like, I, you just, you just pretty much summed it up. I mean, I know, I know there are ways to kind of cope with it uh, in a humorous type way, you know, imagine that they have to poop or whatever kind of thing. That's why they're in a hurry, et cetera, et cetera. But why get mad at it? Because all it does is feed that monster in me. That's basically saying, you know, and I've, and I've come to realize with this before, but again, it's falling back into old habits, but, but I have to remind myself that me getting mad like you said, it's 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 feeding those tentacles. It's 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 getting that going because as soon as that person honks the horn, if I ignore them, they're going to be mad at me for five seconds, and then they're off on their way. They might even talk about Take me a going. Deep breath. Yeah, totally. I got. That's, that's I, what I, it is. I got to just stop with that. It's just it. It's infuriating. I think because there is so much shit going on in the world right now, and you're focused on being worried about somebody taking an extra second at a light. You want to cut in line, or you're all upset at somebody at a at a uh, uh, that you know that happens to be unloading their two weeks worth of groceries because they're going out. You know, my wife and I we don't go out very often. We wear the masks. We do the whole thing, kind of. You know, and I do realize that there's there's much more to this. But right now, basically, I'm kind of like, you know what? That's the lowest common denominator. I'm just going to keep the mask on until we know better otherwise. You know, and uh, um, yeah. and so. But when you've got a basket full of groceries, because, you know, and there's somebody, I'm, I'm the kind of person where if I see somebody, visibly see somebody who's going to be waiting behind me for a while and they got two things, I go, go ahead, you know. But if they weren't there and now I'm in line and I'm unpacking my groceries and they're sitting there hemming and hawing and getting all, you know, like a, like a child, that gets me going. Impatience is another big trigger for me. Because I'm a very patient right. person when it comes down to it. But when somebody else is impatient, that gets me worked up. And it's like, calm down. Well, you know, but it, then yeah. it's, it's their inner child. <laughs> you know, well, well, and it, and it is. And it's your inner child. So, so you're a patient person with your, with your outside environment, but you're very impatient with yourself. Yeah. Which is why it's because you're walking around and, 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 and we do this and the bullshit machine's running. And it's like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. And you're like, oh, God, I got to do all these fucking things. And then somebody becomes impatient with you. And you've been walking around all day and you've been impatient with yourself. 
And then, and then you're now, now all of a sudden that's a trigger because you've been beating the fuck out of yourself all day about being impatient with yourself or, or not, or not being okay with being impatient, not being okay with, with, with taking a breath, thinking that all these things that you got to do are so important. Like, yeah. like it's the, like it's the end of the world if you don't do it. So it's, it's, we see in others what we see in ourselves. I, I can't, I can't recognize somebody's anger unless I, unless I know that anger. I can't, we can't recognize that in other people. Other people are really like a mirror to us. And, and we will talk about this at, at, at another time, whenever you want, just send me an email or whatever, but other people are really a mirror to us. And, and think about this. Think about uh, how old are you? Uh, I'm 47. 47. Okay. So now think about you and your 47 years of consciousness, right? Your consciousness put in your body, right? So think about your 47 years of consciousness, consciousness, all those things that have happened to you specifically, right? The times when you looked at the sky and nobody else was, the time you stubbed your toe and nobody was around and that pain and that whatever it is, all of that, all of that 47 years of bullshit, the, the, the nuns, the, the bad kid stuff and all that. Now think about 7 billion people. With, with all of that consciousness, just we're, we're so unique, right? And there's, there's, a, there's a reason why, why, why people are a mirror to us. There's a reason that there's, there's, there's something inside of us that, that once we learn that about ourselves, we're like, here, I'm, I'm Neil first. I'm this 43 years of consciousness. I almost killed myself drinking, you know, like all this stuff. I can understand other people because I, I understand myself. When we start to understand ourselves, that's that's how we're, we're able to affect the world. That's we're we're able to, to to understand other people because that guy behind you that's in a hurry, right? He's not really in a hurry. He just thinks he is. And this bullshit machine saying, "Hey, you got to be an asshole about this." Yeah, your dad <laughs> was an asshole about this. Right. Or your mom was, a, you know, and, and you got to be a fucking, you got to do this. You got to do this. And it's just, it's, it's the program that runs that people think they need to, to, to be something or to do something or, or whatever. We think we need to act when, when, when we don't, it's, it's, it's the same, it's the, the same concept as, you know what, instead of, instead of getting up and going to the fridge, let me sit through this, this little bit of hunger. Right, because if I just ate five hours ago, I'm not really You're hungry. You're not really hungry. I know. I know for a fact. I know for a fact. I can go three weeks. Yeah, and yeah. still live. And still live. That's so, exactly. So let me find out. <laughs> yeah. So that first hunger, that's actually an inner child saying. It's like it's a it's a starving feeling saying here you're you're not looking at me, see me, love me, do hear me, right? And when you sit. When you sit through those those hunger pangs, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm just I'm talking like the first time or the second time. If, if you if you if you go on a 24 hour fast, you'll learn this really quick. <laughs> um, I like 36 rather than rather than 24. But if you go on a 24 hour fast and just drink water, you'll learn this really quick. You're like, oh, you sit through hunger and you're like, oh, I'm not really that hungry. It's like when you quit I quit smoking cigarettes um, a while back, and I and I was like, oh wait, I. I Okay, so I sat through that craving, and then now I don't have it. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> and it was my inner child saying, you know, this, this thing inside of me saying, hey, uh, you, you got to get up and go think about something. Right? If you don't, I'm going to be an anxious mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, – my, my mind wanders, and I th- – and I my thing that I do that is a pacification type of 
satisfying thing is I get a thought, I got to write it down. I got to put it in my phone. I got to write it on a sticky note. I got to do that kind of thing. That's going to be my big challenge. And if I could sit through that and let that just pass and it's like, and I, sometimes if I can't write it down, I have to tell myself if it's important enough, it'll come back. That's what that's going to do for me. You know, in in addition to the, you know, I need to go whatever, mess with stuff on my computer desk or, or, you know, eat something, whatever it happens to be. If you have a bit. If you have a bit of inspiration, absolutely write that down. Or sometimes, like sometimes, and, and I'll do this in, in my phone, so don't don't discredit that. Don't discount that. Don't make yourself wrong for anything that you do. Okay. Right? If I if I feel like, if I feel like, uh, like, uh, like, like scared about something, you know, I'll just, I'll, 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 I have, I have so many pages of notes in my phone. If I, if I have like a feeling like, uh, well, I just feel like a burden right now. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put it in there and then I'm going to sit and, and be with that, that feeling like a burden. And, and believe it or not, when you, when you put that stuff in your phone and you, you kind of know you, that's, that's part of your program. You kind of know what that is. And then you learn in meditation, you learn just by sitting and, and getting through that and, and releasing that. Like part of it, part of releasing that is, is putting that is writing it down. Another part of it is sitting through it. Another part of it is loving it. Yeah. Another part is, is, is understanding it and being okay with it. You, you know, it, it, I've learned for myself, writing something down is almost a way where I can transfer the worry to my phone. You know, in other that's, words, that's I will. That's a great way to say it. It's, it's what I do. And, and I will have something that is plaguing me. Like my job, I'm not, I'm, I'm honestly really not worried about it because it's like I've lived through some pretty shitty shit. You know, I've lived through near, you know, near death type of things. Uh, you know, I had bacterial meningitis as an infant, you know, and they were they said I would probably be lucky if I walked or talked or anything like that. Um, I've lived through that. I myself suffer from seizures. I've had, you know, health issues, whatever. I'm not trying to be all like, look at me. Wow, wow, wow. Cool kind of thing. What I'm saying is, is that why would me losing my job be any worse than that shit that I survived? You know, and so and and it comes to everything, any of my worries, any of my concerns. I have a list. I have a list on my phone called uh, and this is nuts. And this is people getting into my inner psyche called on my mind. And I list them in there and I could just drop them on that list. And then I don't have to think about it. And it's kind of like every once in a while I revisit that and go, yeah, it's not that is not that big of a deal anymore. And so I can kind of, like I said, let the phone worry about it for me so I can just kind of get it out of my hair. There are certain things that are, you know, absolute I have to tackle right now that I can that I concern myself with. But if it's something that hasn't really happened yet, I can or even if it has happened, you know, I, I, I'm not worried about the covid thing on a grand scheme of things because, A, my personal lifestyle hasn't really changed much. You know, I don't, I'm not much for going out anyway. We go out to dinner, we go see a movie, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we do the at home movies and stuff, but I am, so I'm not letting that define, oops, define me in the sense that I am, I decided to start my podcast back up during this whole thing, you know, because maybe this could help other people. But the point I'm getting at is that I have already developed myself some little tactics. I just never gave myself permission to let them be real. And you're telling me basically right. they are. It's a valid way of, of handling my stuff. So it's it's like the person saying I need to be an artist to do art, or, you know, be an art major to do art, or I need to be a an engineer to design something or whatever. It's like, no, do, there is no right way for me right. in this regard, you know, and so writing them down is a valid way. So I'm, I appreciate you even waking me up to that because I thought it was crazy. 
I thought it was obsessive. Yeah, no, I, and not- yeah, and it, well, and and here, it, so it, the the part that that can be obsessive is that if we think those thoughts are real, right? Yeah, you like yeah, totally. it, like we're like I'm worried about something that hasn't happened yet. Well, you're the creator of your life. Yeah, you are the absolute creator of your life. Whatever you don't want to happen doesn't have to happen. There's things out of our control. I get that, but when as, as soon as we start being conscious. Right. And, and meditation is one of those ways. Being present is one of those ways. Doing not multitasking is one of those ways of being conscious of what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as we start being conscious, we realize that that those thoughts are, are, are they turn into actions that we don't really, really need to do. Yeah. Right. And then, and then they and then we distract ourselves by watching TV. We distract ourselves I, you know, like, and I'm not, and I'm talking about like binge watching, right? Or like, I got to watch this movie every night yeah. or I got to watch this. I, you know, um, uh, I, I, I would, I'd watch, I was a big history channel guy and, and food network guy. And I always had to do that because I felt like I was learning something. <laughs> no, I was distracting myself yeah. and I was just creating this, this version of meal. And, and I was letting Bobby Flay and, and, and Rick from Pawn Stars doing my thinking for me because I didn't want to think my old thoughts my own thoughts. Yeah. So that makes sense. my, my invitation to everybody um, is here, stop with the input for like, stop with the phone, put the phone down, put the, turn the TV off, have a day, have a day with your own thoughts. And, and it, and it might be ugly. It probably will be ugly, <laughs> but just think about it. Like, uh, like, like if you were constipated and then all of a sudden you finally took a shit after, after a week, now you're right? talking but this my is language. 45 years. <laughs> right. Now, but this is, but this is, this has just been 40 something years. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's going to be ugly at first and that's okay. Be okay with the fact that it's going to be ugly. Yeah. And then if it's not ugly, be okay with that. Be like, Oh, something's wrong. It's not ugly. Okay, great. Good. Love that part of it. <laughs> right. So yeah. And it's, and that's how we start to understand ourselves. That's, I mean, that's how we start to learn. Like here, I shut off like music for a little while because I realized that the music I was listening, all of all music that I listened to, or we, we listen to, mm-hmm. it, it creates a certain mood for us. Right. Well, who says I have to be in that mood all the time? Yeah. Right. If I'm, if I'm listening to this, you know, who says I need to be in that mood? all? The time? Is there a higher a higher kneel underneath this, this mood that, that I'm jamming out to. Right. I'm a, you know, I'm a, uh, grunge and, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. grunge guy. Totally. You know, Same is here. there, is there, is there a higher kneel that, that, that doesn't need that, that post grunge shit all the time? Yeah, there is. All I have to do is turn it off for a couple of days. Right. And then I don't need to create my mood. I love just being in the mood that I'm, that I'm in. That's cool. And learning what that means to me. Yeah, and it, and it and it and it takes a little bit to get it, but that's what that's that's why that's why I didn't gain any of the weight back. That's why I could sit in a bar for for a week and not even not even want to drink. Wow! <laughs> I, I I could I could be around a pack of smokers and not even want to smoke a cigarette. This is what I teach people. This is this is my value. Not not the, the dude in the car business. Great, I was a great car guy, and I was I, I was as honest as fair as I, as I could be with everybody. That's good. That okay? that's rare. But that's not that's not <laughs> that's not that that wasn't my highest my highest guy. I still hated that 
the, the part of me. That's why I drank so much. Well, and like that's you said, why I needed a cigarette thirty times a day. Yes, I was a smoker. I, I I can relate to that. My my drug of choice was fast food. I'm over that addiction, but now I'm back to eating shit. Now I'm back. You know, it's it's just it's not fast food. You know, I have fast food every once in a while, but it's, it's all garbage. In your head. Yeah, I know, and you're and you're totally the fat right. It's all in your head. I need to. Well, I promise. And, I, I, I'll send you that video that I made. Send me that. Yeah, definitely shoot me that video. In fact, shoot me links to anything that you want me to include in the in the the show notes and that because I mean I would love people to be able to come reach out to you, check out your YouTube channel, you know, and when you get the 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 uh, bullshit machine together. You know, I'd love people to be able to read that. I want to read it. I'm not a heavy reader. I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to tell you this. I am not a big reader only because I have an issue where uh, I don't know if it's a form of dyslexia or what, but I've talked to other people who have a similar kind of thing where when they read something, they find themselves reading a page or two and then going, what the fuck did I just read? Or sometimes it's just right. and it's, words on a page. I read your shit. I went through it. I read that chapter and I, and I breezed through it. It was easy reading. It was very personal. It was very... Uh, conversational, so I I I would read your book, and honestly, I would encourage you to do an audiobook. You do an audiobook, I'm hooked, I'm on, because I I like the audiobook format better. I'm more of an audible type of person, not the not the app, but in general, you know, I I learn better through visual and through audio rather than doing the reading things. So, um, but um, you know, that just made me realize something. This is a podcast about. Uh, what happens when we die? And we never even touched on that. <laughs> we're already over the average time. No, but we're about 75 minutes in too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so let, I, just out of curiosity, we, 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 we can keep it quick because what you talked is, it, this isn't just about what happens when we die. You know, and I mean, the, the large part of, right. the, of the podcast is getting to know the other person. And honestly, what you taught is, is just as valuable, you know, in in terms of our own humanity as as you know, coming to grips with death. Uh, and that's the, the you know that's the main thing about the podcast is just to kind of ponder the what ifs, so people can have a little bit more comfort with this grim thing that we're all facing. You know, they sit there and they call COVID. So you know, people have called it the great great equalizer. We've learned that it's not. You know, but death is. I've been calling death the great equalizer and people have been calling it that for centuries. It's nobody escapes it. So anyway, I'd like to, I'd like to get your idea. Well, and, and you know what, we actually did kind of touch on it a little bit. Um, what, what I, what I think is that we're consciousness put in this body, right? True, true. Very true. We're, we're, we're made up of uh, shit. I think it's trillions of cells, like 50 to a hundred trillion cells, right? And each of those uh, those cells, each one of our cells has has receptors on it. Receptors are antenna, right? So so we're receiving, and we're we're um, and we're broadcasting. So we're we're consciousness put in this body, and and it's, what what happens when we die? I don't. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. Either. But my my. <laughs> My my feeling is, and and this might this might include a mushroom trip or two, but <laughs> um, my feeling is is that we 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 don't leave anywhere. We just quit. We just stop communicating with this with with the body, the 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 soul, right? And and the soul could be kind of uh, misconstrued um, when we start thinking about religion and stuff like that. Totally, yeah. Um, 
But but just just think of the think of us as as energy. Think think in a quantum physics sort of way. Okay? I, that's what I um, always. Where, that's where my my mind goes with this subject most of the time. So I'm liking where you're right. going with this. So continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, I, your input is uh, is very valuable. <laughs> um, I want I want to validate you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> now I'm a somebody. <laughs> but. Yeah, and and so so like here, um, I my mom uh, my mom died back in 1998. Okay. Okay. Now with the way I felt about her, right, and she you know she beat the shit out of me, and I always I was always afraid of her, and I was just always so mad, and she just she never gave me like the 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 feelings that it, like like I just I never felt loved. I wanted to feel love, and then she died, and I was pissed off about that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, oh shit, she left. And for 20 years, I carried this around almost 20 years. And I, and I carried this around and I just, it's like, and, and like I, when I, when I really started to, when I stopped drinking and I, and I started meditating, I started learning, I started connecting to source because in, in meditation, that's what a lot of that is. It's connecting to source. It's connecting to the quantum field. It's mm -hmm. connecting to, to the thing beating your heart. Yeah. That energy. I can, I can, I can feel my mom's loving energy. I can feel my father's loving energy. I can feel that that they did the best that they knew how in the lives that they that they created. Yeah. Right in the lives that it, the way the way they communicated, it just they were they were they they were fear based, and that's why they drank. Right. That's why that's why they smoked cigarettes. That's why you know they were they were fear based, but. What I what I learned in that is is when I when I connect I can actually connect to to the energy of what we really really are and everybody has this everybody has this ability to, to connect with 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 the source of what you are the thing beating your heart so when when I when I talk about my mom or my dad because they're they're both gone now um, mm -hmm. over twenty years but. When I when I talk about that, they're it's it's not like they're here, like like their faces are just hovering around me or anything <laughs> like that. But but the energy of their memory and and what they really are, right? They're you know part of source, part of love, part of of you know the just the whole universe, yeah, the, the exactly. space that we're in. I I don't I don't miss them like like I did. I don't. I don't feel like I'm a victim because they're they're gone. I don't. I don't need that that validation. I don't need that codependency. So what I think is, when we die, we're 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 here. We're 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 just we're here. And and when if if we choose to come back, right? There's there's here. Think about think about the this very specific sperm that that had the that had half of your name on it. Um, they had to meet the very specific egg that had the other half of your name on it, right? And they're out of the trillions of sperm that your dad makes and the, the thousands of eggs that your mom made, right? There's, there's, it's, it's impossible to be a human. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. So, so now if, when you think about this in the quantum field sense, the, the, the quantum physics sense, um, and the, the reception and the broadcasting and stuff, mm -hmm. We're we're just we're on our own paths and on our own journeys in a way that that we're just learning about. 
Oh yeah, we're we're really just learning about, and and if you know, um, and if 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 we come back or not, and, and I and I think we do. I think you know, we do I don't too. have any proof. So I, exactly. yeah, I don't have any proof. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing the fucking science on it. If the science comes out, there's there's people who who are going to dedicate their lives to that. Mm-hmm. But when when my parents come back, whatever they want to come back as, maybe you know they want to come back as a Jeffrey Dahmer type, or maybe <laughs> maybe they want to come back as like a like an Oprah type. Yeah, yeah, right. Or or you know, or a Martin Luther King. Think about or, that. Someone or a Gandhi, or, someone chose to come here as a Jeffrey Dahmer. There were lessons to be learned, well, you know. I mean, it's just kind of—I never even thought about that because, yeah, I—I I believe in—I believe in that whole, you know, the quantum physics side of it, but also that whole source energy, um, you know, that there is. I, I we are not a rare Earth, you know. I've had people who are like, yeah, you know, because I've said there's there's trillions upon trillions of planets and galaxies, et cetera, et cetera. The chances that we're alone, right. the chances that it's like, well, but you know, that we're there is that rare Earth theory that we're just an anomaly out in space. It's like, okay, whatever. If that's what you believe, fine. But I don't think that that I don't think that's what the case is. And so I believe that we are that Earth is almost like an amusement park, and so so to speak, where people come here out of choice and come here to, you know. Ride the ride again and learn some more lessons, huh? Yeah, I, I think that we come here to grow and we come to, here to definitely. learn. Definitely, yes, if exactly. There's, there's a there's a really really good book um, that 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 helped me out with this. Um, it's called Conversations with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by a guy named Neil Donald Walsh, and he uh, the just the the way that the way that the book's structured and stuff like that, it's like he he was writing down what God was telling him in his head and stuff. I, it sounds cornier the way when I talk about it, <laughs> rather than than if you listen to, if you listen to the audio book, um, it's kind of like a couple famous actors um, being God, the the feminine side and the masculine nice. side. Okay. Um, uh, Ed Asner, I think, is is the the masculine side. And I forget who the uh, who the feminine side is, but. I can picture Ed as like a we, God voice. <laughs> yeah, and, and we, but we, we treat this like a, like it's an audition for for something, like it's an audition for for the the afterlife, and 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 uh, But it, we're just we we get to come here and we get to experience this, right? If you if if the universe is made of love, right? If it's that one vibration, that one singularity, mm-hmm. right? And that's let's just say that singularity is love. God, the universe quantum field, source, however you want to say it, needs to create fear in order for us to experience and, and know ourselves, right? And and know us, know ourselves, like it's the universe experiencing itself. Interesting. Right? And we get to and we get to come through in this form. Right? It's just like like here and, and you'll that 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 chapter that I sent you will uh, kind of helps explain this too. But we're we're here to experience this life. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, like, like we think bad things happen to good people. And, and that's true. But think about this in, in the, in the time that, that we have been talking to each other, how many of ourselves died? Yeah. And then regenerated. And then regenerated. How yeah. many? Right. And then, so it's not, that's, it's a part of life Absolutely. and it happens. And, and it's our consciousness that, that makes it sad. We get to experience like it's 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 the universe experience what sadness feels like, but it can't just experience it the way Tim feels. It wants to experience it the way Neil feels. The, it. The, it wants the to experience it the way people. the way 
Right. Yeah. No, that makes total so, sense. It's well, and and like you said, if if all there was was love, then you wouldn't appreciate it. If all there was was chocolate right. cake, you know, you need the Brussels sprouts and the and the broccoli as a kid to appreciate <laughs> chocolate cake. You need to know black to know white. Yes, exactly. Right. If if every if, if and this is uh, this is in a different chapter of my book, but it, I I say if everything in the if everything was just blue. The color blue wouldn't even exist. There would be nothing to experience. Exactly. Yes. That's yeah. I I had a conversation with somebody one time about well, why would God let why would God let uh, 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 you know bad things happen to people? And I said, you know, the way I look at God or the universe or whatever, in addition to the whole you know people, I like this whole concept that the universe is learning learning through our existence and our antenna and everything. But I, I described it where it's like picture the painter Jackson Pollock. He did the drip paintings, and he would let the paint fly. He didn't know exactly where it was going to go, but he had kind of a, an idea. But he let the paint right. kind of determine where it was going to land. And then that right. was the creation. And it's almost like I look at the universe that way, where the universe kind of goes, okay, here here you go. And some would claim it as a, that was the Big Bang. The Big Bang happened, and then it just kind of oops, it just kind of went off and did its thing. But I think that in this case, it's the universe – you know, doing that, but then being able to sit back and 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 enjoy the painting. You know, we're the universe ex- knowing itself experientially. Yes. So it's not like it's not like we're sent down here. You like you are the universe. Like you, you're you're just you're. It's like it's like your fingers are part of your body, right? Yeah. And you yeah. are the universe. It's like if if you if you took a a, a cup and you you took some ocean water, right? That the water in that cup is is not not ocean water anymore. Yeah, that is it's exactly. Just in the, it's just in the cup now. Yes. So you get now now that cup gets to travel or gets to gets to go around wherever you take it, and it's but it's still ocean water. You dump it in the if desert it freezes, as a cruel it's joke. Still ocean water. <laughs> yes. it, what's that? You dump it in the desert as a cruel joke. <laughs> right. Or, but it it would evaporate. But it would evaporate and go and become. Of Exactly. It would still be part of the whole. Totally. Totally. Right? Because then it's going to get into a cloud, and, and then it's going to rain somewhere, and probably back into the ocean. Eventually, all all you water leaves to the ocean. Totally. Yes. And that's so we are so, we are just part of all of that, and that makes sense. You know, that makes total sense. And yes, so, therefore, we we're the experience of it all. Yeah. And then you know, it, but it, 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 there's that whole question of what happens to the consciousness, then the individual consciousness, or is there really any? You know, there is. Well, and, and so yeah, I, I can I could probably make something up, but <laughs> what happens to that? I, that's, that's that's our that's energy. That's that is. I mean, here because what are, what is what are those uh, that that individual consciousness? It's really just fear. It's it's sadness, it's happiness, it's joy. It's it's just a mix of of feelings and emotions that we only feel while we're here. Yeah, it's not like it's like when we if 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 um if consciousness just goes back to being consciousness, it's not it's not like like your soul is just sitting around smoking a cigarette, being like, yeah, remember when I was eighteen? Holy shit, that's fucking. <laughs> It's <laughs> where it's it, it, we're just we're just the source of what we are, like like the ocean water, like what what if if the the ocean water evaporated, where does it go? Well, it's, eventually it's just going to make its way back to the ocean and be the ocean still. Yeah, that's it's it's, it's funny to realize. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, uh, I'm just going to realize it's the ocean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's well, it's interesting because my wife, my wife is who kind of introduced me to this whole kind of thought process. And I would ask her about that. And she's like, she kind of had, it, it's funny that you use the analogy of ocean because I've used it now because of her a few times where it's that whole source energy energy. And I asked her, I was like, what about the, you know, where, going back to source, what happens to you? It's like, well, a drop of water is still part of the ocean, but it's still at one time was a drop of water. It's all still that you kind of took that one step further where it's the, it's the personification essentially of the universe. So we are all part of in a really a collective consciousness, like the Borg, just not so single focused, you know, we have the, the, the single focus is to live and to love. But our free will is to do whatever the fuck we want. Exactly. And that's and that is so that it we can be extensions of the universe to learn and experience. Right. To, and, to know itself. Right. To know itself experientially. Yeah. So here, if you and I both go on a hike and we're we're on the same mountain, we're experiencing completely different things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well shit. You, you know what I think? Your... You saw you saw a cloud I didn't see. You yes. saw, I saw a cactus, you, you know, whatever it is. I, I I got a text from somebody who I've been waiting on and you break your leg. We had two different trips entirely, you know, <laughs> or vice yeah. versa. You know, it's the worst hiking yeah. tri- trip you went on, but I just got that book deal or whatever. You know, it's, like, it's yeah. Or actually in this case, it would be you have the book deal and I probably would break my leg, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's just, yeah, it, it's a perspective thing. It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of, you know, but again, it all comes back. I, I love that concept of of the universe experiencing itself. You know, that is, uh, it's very true and it makes total sense. And again, our cells, maybe on a cellular level, they all have lives. We are just oblivious to it. You know, we don't see it. That maybe way. we're like the cells of the universe. Exactly. That's, mean, and all, that's where I was getting is, is that big fat exactly. maybe. Yeah, yeah, and that's the whole point of the podcast is because we don't really fucking know. But these kinds of concepts right. gives comfort and makes me go, yeah, you know, I, I that's that makes sense. That you know, I don't think it's just a we die and it's over because there's too much there's too much evidence to the to 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 you know disprove that in my opinion. You know, even if you don't believe yeah. in ghosts or heaven or anything like that, just the simple nature of on a quantum level. You know, there are uh, and, and an energetic level and an energetic level. Exactly. Ah, God, yeah. I wish we had more so, time. <laughs> well, <laughs> here, could, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, now do you now do you see like like when you when you call me, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That this, I'm like, no, this is the way it's supposed to happen. Exactly. <laughs> and I had a feeling our conversation was going right? to kind of go this route because I was so I was so relieved. Because most people still haven't grasped that, that in the grand scheme of things, it's all trivial. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not. I because they're say, on their own path. Yes. I shouldn't say trivial in the sense that they don't matter, but in the sense that they aren't as important as you think they are. You know, um, you total your car on a grand scheme of things. It's not that important. You know, it, it things. In other words, uh, I can't tell you how many to do lists. You get, to get a new car. You get a new car. Exactly. I can't tell you how many to do lists I've made that by the end of the day, I've done maybe 10 percent. And I sit there and I realize and go, why the hell did I even write this shit down? Because I can I cannot ever do it. And it doesn't really matter yet. It's on my to do list. You know, so it's like there are certain right. things, of course, you have to do. You do have to eat. You do have to shower and, you know, and do all those kinds of things. 
Um, but it's one of those cases where it's, it's, you have to take care of yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to love each other. You have to be, you know, respectful and, and civil to each other. Those are the kinds of things that I find are necessary. Not the whole, um, you know, I, I missed a lunch meeting and it, it was just, it was, it was just so refreshing to have you say that. And I, and as soon as I told my wife, I mean, we were, you know, it, it, we were talking about that and, and, uh, and I was like, I was looking forward to our conversation because of that. Because I had a feeling we were going to, I was going to have a lot of insight from our talk. So, yeah. Well, cool, man. That's that's awesome. Because I, I, I know I sure have. So. <laughs> and I appreciate that, too. So, anyway, uh, well, hey, Neil, I really do appreciate the talk. Um, we're, we're pushing an hour and 40 minutes or something like that, hour and 30 minutes. That's a... Yeah, yeah, I would have I I could have talked for another hour or more, you know. I mean, it was almost like oh, the absolutely. conversation was going, but uh yeah, definitely definitely send me, you know, any links or anything like that that I could put in the show notes so people can, you know, reach out to you because I I really I know speaking from experience, I've touched if if I'm a yellow belt, if this was a martial art, it sounds like you're a black belt, you know, in in the whole self-discovery <sighs> type of thing and I know enough to appreciate what I know you could teach people. So, um, well, cool. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Absolutely. So I, uh, um, yeah, I, I, again, I appreciate you talking and, uh, let's definitely keep in contact. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here I, I Googled myself. I think I'm the only meal person on the planet. Really? So I'm not a hard guy to find. That's yeah, awesome. That's a, 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 so my website is mealfirst.com. Everything is just meal first and it's, it's with that Z in there. But, but yeah, it's so that's, that's a cool thing. If, if anybody's, if anybody finds another meal first, have him call me. <laughs> I, I was in a that dude. I was in a Facebook group <laughs> called Guys Named Tim Rooney, and there were forty-seven of us. That's awesome, dude. That's, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. Isn't that cool? Oh my but god! But in the same sense, it kind of was like, ah, fuck. You know? uh, <laughs> I Google myself, and I'm on like the twelfth page or something. So, oh, but uh, anyway, that's, that's uh, cool. but there is some anonymity that I can get from that. So. <laughs> Another Tim Rooney. Absolutely. Was that guy. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, you just uh, blend right into the Tim Rooney. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a another there's a Borg collective of us. So uh, anyway, oh. <laughs> I'm, that's it. I'm here this to experience awesome. all of us, all the Tim Rooneys through the eyes of the universe. So the, you know, that's I am that Tim Rooney collective. But uh, so uh, awesome. yeah, this has been awesome, Neil. I do appreciate it, and uh, you have yourself a good day, man. Thanks, Tim. You too. Have a good one. Bro. You too. Bye. It's a pleasure talking to you, man. Definitely, right. man. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Bye. So that was my talk with Neil First. Uh, very cool conversation. Gave me a lot to think about. Uh, some of the stuff I'm implementing myself. Uh, doing, you know, the meditation and, and, and just trying to be more mindful of that. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Neil and what he has to offer, definitely check out neilfirst.com. That's N-E-I-L. F-I-R-S-Z-T dot com uh, and check out his Be Higher Beans. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel that goes over that. A lot of good stuff in there. Uh, in the meantime, have yourself a good day. Have yourself a good life. And remember, you're going to be okay. <laughs>